Hey, I want to thank our amazing sponsors at Mules and More magazine. Mules and More has been around a long time. It's a great magazine. And uh, shoot, I've been reading this magazine since I was just a little kid. I remember my dad subscribed to this when I was little and I'd read it every month and loved it. And now uh, our good friend Corey Daniels has taken over as editor of this magazine the last few years and she has done an amazing job um also did you know that meals more comes in a digital format you can download it on your phone read it wherever you're at so hey be sure to check them out mealsmore.com and uh you know hey tell them ty sent you i'd be very grateful mealsmore.com all right i'm hanging out with Two of my friends, Donnie and Teresa Oldham with Rockin' O' Mules, and uh, we're hanging out here in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Well, is this still Shawnee? Yep. Yes. I think I'm still in Shawnee. Yeah, you're <laughs> So I just picked up a little weanling named Rain. It's a full sister to a mule we already have named Hannah. If you guys follow what we do, you, you'll recognize Hannah. She's a dang good one. Um, in this rain, I think rain may be even better yet, so I, I can't wait. But uh, anyways, Donnie, Teresa, thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks for inviting us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you guys on here. Uh, I want You guys are going to help me become famous being on this podcast. We'll, uh, we'll do what we can. <laughs> I think you're pretty famous already, but hey. Now, now uh, shoot, R- rocking on mules. That's a, you, you guys have done an amazing job making a brand for yourselves. And, um, you know, your, your reputation is, is country, na- is nationwide. Well, in fact, even further than nationwide, because we, you know, we talk about your meals. You want to go to Australia and Canada and whatnot. And, and who knows when these days, you, maybe you'll be shipping a baby to Australia. Hey, we can do who it. Who knows, huh? We can do it. So anyways, why don't, why don't, uh, Teresa? Yes. Why don't you introduce Donnie, and then Donnie, you can introduce Teresa. So Teresa, go ahead and introduce Donnie. Tell us about, tell us all the all the secrets. Well, you guys don't want to know all the secrets, but uh, he and I have been together for forty years, almost forty years. Um, we have two children, and we've been in the breeding business for. What, 17, 18 years yes, now? 18th year. 18th year, and I've learned a lot. I've been schooled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I may want to quit, but, uh, you know, it's re- very rewarding when you um, have your babies and you get them on the ground. And most importantly, the people that are interested enough to come and ask, you know, about the breeding program. And, you know, we're always geared to meet more people and help them out. Heck yeah. I've heard that uh, breeding jacks, mares, will will test your marriage. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It does. You guys are telling me a few stories yep. here and there, huh? It's a, uh, it's almost like uh, working cows together. If you, if you can, <laughs> if you can work cows together and, uh, and breed mares and <clears throat> raise mules, your marriage, you got a pretty strong marriage. Heck yeah. Well, Donnie, she did a good job introducing you. How about you introduce her? Okay. Well, uh, like she said, uh, Teresa and I've been married for uh, thirty nine and a half years, and that's, uh, I. Uh, it's amazing. I say this uh, from the bottom of my heart. If I could line all the women up from here around the world, I'd still want to be with Teresa. <laughs> she's a uh, she's very helpful and hardworking, and she's uh we we're, we're like everybody else. There's days that when we're <clears throat> breeding mares, we want to take one of the whips and work each other over. But <laughs> when we get done, we we try to get the try to get the job done. And uh, yeah. and like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be with anybody else. She's she's raised two wonderful kids, and we have five uh, five grandkids, ranging from two months to six years. And hopefully someday one of them will be interested enough to uh, carry on with Rock and O. Heck yeah! But you guys are are uh, very humble in what you do. But I mean, you guys have built a breeding program that is second to none. 
you know, uh, I mean, I, I bought, I, what do I, I bought seven Colts from you now and they're all amazing. You know, you can probably hear the one I just picked up. She's in the trailer all right. pond. Maybe they can hear it. Maybe they can on this. I can hear it in my mic, but you know, uh, amazing, amazing Colts. You got a really cool breeding program and I really want to talk about that. But before we get into the breeding program, I want to talk about how we met because that is what got me interested in the breeding program. Um, we met uh, in, in was it 2015 or 16 at Jake Clark Mule Days? Oh, yeah, 2016. We were there. 2016. And and that's the year you had the high seller. Yes. Why don't was. you t- tell, tell me about that experience uh, from your perspective? I was there. I seen it. Yep. But tell me from your perspective. You know, it was uh, <clears throat> when Jake had. Uh, Jake Clark had called us about uh, asking if we had any colts to go in. The, if I had any, any mules to go in that cell that year, he said, I told him, I said, well, I have one, but she's only, uh, I think she was just a two-year-old. She would have been three mm-hmm. uh, during the sale, actually. And uh, he said, is it out of your breeding pro? And I knew, I know that usually they have to be a five-year-old to, to go in this sale. And he said, right. uh, he said, uh, is it uh, out of your breeding program? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, bring it on. So, so we did, I thought, you know, she was pretty, she was, uh, really, um, her confirmation was great, really nice mule. I thought really proud of her and she was out of our, out of our, uh, the first mare that we started with, uh, O'Bailey and, and, uh, our Tomahawk Jack. And, and I was really excited when I got out there that I saw you and I was like, man, for the first day, I didn't, I didn't want to really talk to you because like man i'm not worthy you know and, and, <laughs> come on uh, man. no really I, I, on. really I, I i'd walk around and then i i saw you over there yeah. i saw you over a couple times riding your mule and i was like and, and then one day one morning i came by and i saw you sitting on a bucket over there believe it or not and i went up to you and introduced myself and and uh i was surprised that you knew who i was i thought man he mm-hmm. he, he knows me from either something bad or something good mm-hmm. and uh, i think from th- at this point i think it might have been something good so Oh, See, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was very honored to, to meet you. My, my favorite part about that whole deal. And I remember you kind of getting after Mark about it a little bit, but remember Mark wouldn't let anybody ride your mule. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, the I thought there for matter of fact, I told him after about the third or fourth day, I said, we're not going to have anybody even coming over here looking at them, man. If you keep running them <laughs> off and, and, uh, we're talking about Mark shrimp. Yep. He's a heck of a good <laughs> mule hand. Great, great horseman, great yep. muleman. But he, he, he's Mark Shrimp. Yeah, you, you either, uh, you either like Mark Shrimp or you, you, you hate him. There's really not a gray area. But. And he either likes you or hates you. Yeah, yeah, even more so, even more so. He's a, uh, he, yeah. but he's, he's been my, he's been one of my friends, and he's, and to be honest with you, he's part of the reason why I'm in the in the mule breeding business today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and uh, kind of segueing into that a little bit. Um, well, first of all, tell us what you sold that mule for out there. Well, that mule, uh, we, when I first went out there, I was thinking, well, you know, she, I wasn't going to sell her because she was my personal mule. I'd kind of raised her up and, and she, she had probably had, oh, I don't know, maybe 60 plus rides on her and a really pretty handy and coming around really nice. And so, but I thought, you know, she's so pretty. She's so, looks so nice. It'll be, it'll be good to go out and take her out there. We could kind of make a little, uh, trip out of it. And uh, I thought she will, you know, she'll promote her breeding program. So I get out there and I thought, well, I'm, you know, I wasn't going to sell her. And then all of a sudden we go in the ring and I, or I, I talked to two or three people and some people would say, some people would come back from California and said, well, we came at her t- to take Lottie back to, uh, to California. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. I hope you get it done. And so anyways, when she came in the ring, she, I think she was at, Ten thousand dollars for I could blink eyes like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Off. And then next thing I knew, she was at twenty, and and I thought, oh my god, how am I got how am I going to PO this mule? I can't. I went, mm-hmm. you know. And she ended up bringing twenty three thousand, which was the high sale mule that year. And it was like, you know, you're you're kind of a fool if you PO a mule for twenty three thousand dollars. So I let her go, and and uh, but I've kind of kept up with her. I kept up with her with the guy that bought her, and and uh, he done a really super job finishing her on out, and and uh, so. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll get her back. Yeah, nice meal. W- what did you think you was going to get out of her? Did you have any idea? No, I was. I was thinking that she might bring maybe close to ten thousand. Uh, you know, in, in two thousand sixteen, twenty three thousand dollars would 
it, it, that's just that's just amazing. Yeah, that's just yeah, amazing for a mule. Yeah, I mean that's still amazing right now. Yeah, it is. But I mean, they're selling they're selling pretty high these days. But I yeah. mean, that was incredible. Teresa, what what did you think when he called you and said he just sold that mule for twenty three thousand dollars? Oh, if you know Donnie, I just thought he was lying. <laughs> 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 he likes to tell me a lot of stories, especially when I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> So no, she, uh, I think after she, uh, kinda, you got a check in the mail, huh? Yeah. After we talked to, I think Mark had talked to her and, mm -hmm. and uh, he had told his wife and he's, he was like, man, and I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit dumbfounded about it myself. I didn't, <clears throat> to me, uh, $23,000 is a ton of money. And, uh, for somebody to, to be able to take their hard earned money and spend that on a, on a mule that we raised was, was, it was a, a big honor and it was, uh, it, it meant a lot to us. It did. Yeah, that and that was where I mean, I I knew about you. I knew about what you did and things before I got there. But that was the first time I I saw some of your critters. And after that, I really started paying attention. But what I was really impressed with was watching when Mark would go out there and actually ride that mule a little bit, watching that thing operate and turn, stop and right. And just for such a young, youngster, he had a really good handle on it. And, and you can, uh, you know, anybody that knows much about animals can watch them operate. And you can see, you, you can look at them, you can, you can kind of see what's been trained into them. Right. And then you can kind of see what's natural into them. Right. You, you can see the different operations of right. them. It's like this little baby we just picked up from you right now. I mean, you know, we, we loaded it in the trailer two times now. We Into yours, and then out, and then into mine. Right. <clears throat> right? And never, it's just, she just naturally curious yep. you know there's no training there yet at all just natural curiosity yeah. and you can see that and i saw that in those in that mule there and i thought oh my gosh i gotta i gotta figure this out and from then on sky and i kept our eye on you guys and i said you know we're gonna get one of these someday you know and and uh of course sky loves the babies so she was really really prone about it. as soon as i give her the the green light she's like all right we're gonna get one this is it then and, and i think she she's bugged you every day since <laughs> Oh, hey man, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy talking with the people and, and, yep. uh, and I really, one thing that, uh, I've told people over the years, you know, when they'd asked me, well, Hey, how do you, how do you get your babies to be this way? You know, if they're kind of calm and gentle and, and I always say, Hey, look at their mamas. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got those mamas that are quiet and want to be with you, that's, uh, that's, that's usually what your babies are going to be like. Oh yeah. You know, so. It was it was fun. Just uh, just oh, about an hour ago, Donnie was giving us a tour around the whole city of Shawnee, going to all these different pastures, uh, looking at all these nice mares. And you know, it was really cool. Every every stop, you know, both them pastures you took us to, and pasture at home. I mean, where those mares just met us right there at the gate. They are right there. Every one of them, right there, interested in you, and that is really important. Right. <clears throat> It's one of the most important things that I consider in a mare, even even when we go to buy them. You know, I I do uh, pay attention to to the bloodlines. We've we've uh, kind of built our program on on that. I knew from the very beginning. Uh, there's all different breeds of mules. You know, you got your gated mules. You got get your big draft crosses and stuff. But I I always loved watching the the quarter type mules, and so that was kind of my goal from, from the, from day one. So I, I paid attention to, I kind of studied a lot of the blood, you know, and, and even today <clears throat> there's a lots and lots of good bloodlines, but you got to consider that you're breeding, you're breeding to a donkey. And sometimes if you have a little bit of hot blood in a, in a, in a horse that sometimes that donkey crossing with them kind of sometimes enhances that makes them a little bit too hot. So there's a fine line between getting something that's, you know, really mild, and easy to train or something that's, you know, that's, that's just going to be for somebody who really wants to go and work cows and, you know, do something that's pretty more serious rather than just go ride and have fun. So that was one, that's one of the reasons why when we go look at mares, Teresa and I, I do, I do look at the blood, but if I get there and the mare's not, she didn't have the mindset that I want, I want them to be friendly, want them to be around you. Then I kind of throw that, I kind of kick it all out the door. Cause I want them to be, they need to be, they need to want to be with you. Mm -hmm. And once you get that part accomplished, 
if the if the mayor wants to if the mayor's around you that baby's going to be right there with them and so that's our whole deal that's our whole deal is we want we, we want those mayors and <clears throat> and i can relate this to a lot of things but we had cattle for about 31 years Teresa and i we just sold out a couple of years ago and and if you've been around cattle very very long or very much at all if you if you if you have one cow out there and she every time you drive in the gate she'll throw her head up and take off to the back pasture well guess where her baby's at right there with her mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with uh same thing with horses so uh you know once you get those get those kind of mares that want to be with you and that are they they just they just want to be there with you no matter what that then that's how you get those babies to get started to be to want to be with you and and it's a good it's a good it's a very good start on their uh their foundation of training just wanting to be with you and be around you that disposition is so key from the beginning from from the mayor to the training of the foal i mean it's that is such a huge piece of the puzzle um talking about bloodlines a little bit you you know we mentioned mark and and i wanted to use mark kind of there's a little bit of a segue into some of those bloodlines because he taught you a lot about, um, you know, picking and choosing those bloodlines. Mark comes from a, a, a reigning and a cow working world, yep. a lot of showing, right? And and he's he's got a lot of education there, and he shared quite a bit of that with you, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, <clears throat> Mark had a he, he he still does. He has a he has an own son of Doc Lena. Uh, his name's Lena's Jai Regger. I think he's about thirty two years old now, but. Uh, <clears throat> When I first met Mark, he was at a, we talked earlier about Mark, either he liked you or you didn't. There's, it's, it's either one, one or the other. And I met Mark at a, at a mule sale, at the Oklahoma mule sale. And uh, he was riding a little uh, mule named, uh, it was by Pepinita. And uh, I watched him for a day or two, man, this little mule could turn and slide and stop. And I, in my mind, I always knew that if you if you had the right you know the right mare and the right jack, you could raise some mules that were athletic to go. You know, mules is never really ever going to compete, you know, in a cutting with a horse or a reining, but but they can go and have fun. And uh, so, anyways, I always knew that if you had the right mare and the right jack, you could you could raise some mules that you could go have fun on and mm-hmm. and, and really enjoy them. And uh, so, I when I was in my twenties, I'm. I'm almost 61 now. When I was in my 20s, after Trace and I got married, I, I've, I've had mules since I was 16 years old. But I always, uh, we would always just buy colts. And I was so, the people that were just breeding um, just, I don't want to say junk mares, but just mares that really weren't quality for anything else. They'd breed to the old $50 jack down the road. And it, man, I'd, I'd buy a colt from them. And in two or three months, I'd, I mean, I'd get it home in a couple months. I'd have it broke to lead and doing this and that. And I'd say, man, look, at, look, Teresa, well, I've already got this thing broke to lead. And it's only, we only had it 60 days. And so then I realized after I met Mark that, you know what? There's a lot easier way to do it. And so Mark kind of started me on some uh, cow bread type quarter mares. And that was kind of the direction that I wanted to go from the very beginning. And it worked out super. So I he, he kind of got me started on uh I bought a couple of Dockalina, uh, granddaughters of Dockalina, and uh, they've they've worked out great. And so I've learned some. He he actually uh, <clears throat> maybe someday I'll share it with you, Ty. But he gave me a list of uh, of uh, mules to or horses horse bloodlines to stay away from and and the ones to to use. So and it's helped me a lot. Yeah. What What are some of your top bloodlines that you when, you, when you're not looking for some of these mares, what are some of your favorite bloodlines? You mentioned Dockalina. Yeah. You know, all the, all the Dockalina, you know, I, I, it's, some of those are, you know, getting harder and harder to come by, but you know, the, the of course the dry docks and, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, Freckles Playboy, Colonel Freckles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I like a lot of the Hollywood Jack stuff, you know, Hollywood done it. Uh, just, just horses that are really, really good minded. I, I tell people all the time whenever they start asking me, well, hey man, what do I, you know, if, if I'm going to start raising mules, what, what do I, what do I get into? Do I get, do I get paints? Do I get apps? Do I get this? And I'm like, you know, my, in my opinion, I'm not, uh, I'm not a big color guy, but uh, I think sometimes people get uh, infatuated with the color. And, and, and if you really, if you're really going to make things work, it's not a, it's not a short, you can't just go buy a Jack and in a year or two, no, what's going to happen it takes years sometimes five six years to 
to know if that mare or that jack is going to work as a good as a good cross. So my so my my best uh, the best wisdom I can give to anybody that's wanting to get into it is man, breed for brains first, breed for confirmation second, and then if he wants to get color, you I feel like you kind of hit a jackpot. But they've got to be trainable. If your mules or your horses aren't trainable, basically you have a just a pasture ornament in my opinion. You know, we've been talking about the mares and a little yep. bit of the bloodlines there. And, uh, and and you mentioned something really important there. And we've talked about this in the past, about the combinations of the jacks and the mares. Because you, uh, what's cool about your blood, your your breeding program and all these bloodlines and everything you got going with the mares, you got multiple mares, but you also have multiple jacks to choose from. So tell, tell me a little bit about uh the advantage of having those couple of jacks, two, three, what do you got? You got three or four? Yeah, we have three. three well, we, well we, have, we have three three big <clears throat> breeding jacks, and we have a young mm-hmm. a young uh, jack that's uh, just a yearling. But, uh, you know, I that was another thing that uh, I, I've always liked the Texas Scooter bloodlines. And, and uh, you know, I, I've, I've told said this for years, but you can almost uh, walk into a pen of mules or a cell at a bunch of mules, and you can pick out a Texas Scooter bred mule there they're just they're good headed good you know good soft eyes on them and mm-hmm. and uh, so i've always kind of liked it so that was my that was my first uh the first thing that i wanted before we even really started breeding mares i bought it i bought a jack that i knew i knew was uh a proven jack and uh he came from a he came from a good friend of mine uh pete cooper over at miami oklahoma he he owned at scooters Oki pride who was a son of doc Alina. and so i ended up buying uh, a jack out of him, Scooter's Tomahawk. And he, Tomahawk really put me on the map, I guess, as far as mules. He's just been a, he's been an amazing jack and he's really, really, he really throws a good mind on the babies. And oh, yeah. And he's, he's 25 years old now. So we, I guess, uh, what was it, Teresa, five or six years ago, we, we got serious about looking for another one. And I, I called Pete Cooper and he told me about a, a full brother tomahawk and i was like man i gotta get that thing so i it, he was up in kansas but he was on a lease a yearly lease deal so i waited three years and for the guy to finally uh he was leasing him a year at a time and i waited for three years to, for the opportunity to finally get him bought and when i did i was tickled to death mm-hmm. and so he's so no so now we have scooters noisy he's a full brother to uh tomahawk he's 14 years old and uh the, recently we bought a we bought a black jack this past year and uh, he's uh he's out of the uh jack that some people may know or remember he's the uh sycamore springs jake and he's a he's a son out of him and he's a nice jack this will be our, we bred three mares to him this spring so or this year so this will be our first full crop out of him we're pretty excited about it heck yeah well a lot of a lot of folks don't understand how much work this whole thing is but we're going to take a quick break right now donnie because i got to thank a couple of my sponsors okay when we come back we're going to talk about how much you work <laughs> and how much Teresa helps you work she does we'll be, we'll be right back hey friends i want to thank our amazing sponsors over at the boyd ranch mule days i've been going down to the boyd ranch just outside of sunny wickenburg arizona Uh, For the past couple of years, I've had a lot of fun doing clinics down there, and I can't wait to go back in March. Boyd Ranch Mule Days is now the entire week of March 7th through the 13th, 2022. And, of course, my clinic is three days long. That's the 7th through the 9th. Uh, Along with my good friend, Mr. Chris Clark, who is a Grand Canyon uh, veteran. He's been down there, been packing many years, very experienced. And a great teacher. You'll enjoy learning from Chris as well. You know, they also got a driving clinic down there. And, uh, you know, I don't know a lot about driving. And uh, this is going to be fun to, to see what's going on over there. There's some, they're covering some basic harnessing and driving single and double. You know, after three full days of clinicking between my clinic, the packing clinic, and the driving clinic, then it's time to get out on the trail. They got short, medium, long rides. Uh, going on and also an ultra long wilderness ride they offer uh, they got their famous trail obstacle course 
They they got their all-out mule ramble going on. They're giving away ribbons, prizes, and I think they've even talked me into being the announcer for the event. So I'm going to have a blast there for sure. Every night, there's, there's food, good food. Uh, they got concerts going on, live music and dancing. And it's going to be a ton of fun, family-friendly, and I just can't wait to be there. If you want to come to Boyd Ranch Mule Days... I'd love to see you there. Go visit boydranch.org for more information and to apply to join us. Hey, I can't wait to see you there. Looking forward to it. I need to thank my friend, Mr. Ben Lewis at Roman Home. Mr. Ben has designed a really awesome tent. It's a cross between a wall tent and a range teepee. It's built to take tough weather, high winds. Craftsmanship is amazing. And it's made right here in the USA, right here in Utah, USA. And uh, right now, Ben has a special going on. You can save 500 bucks and uh, go to romanhome.com. Roman spelled R-O-A. M-I-N, romanhome.com, and uh, tell Ben hello, tell him Ty sent you. Okay, we're back here, uh, hanging out here with Donnie and Teresa Olam with Rockin' Old Mules, and we've been talking about uh, their breeding program, their, the mares, the jacks, and everything, but, um, you know, uh, some people, Donnie, um, take a look at some of these things you're doing and think, oh my gosh, well, how easy is that? They just breed a jack and it and the mare and then, you know, they get a baby and they sell these babies. What a, what a cute operation. How, how, how easy is that? You know, yep. uh, but they have never dealt with a jack having to romance those mares and all the time you put into that. Tell, tell us about, I mean, uh, w w this is a family show, but okay. to, without going into too much detail, tell us what that process is like, because it is not the same as breeding these stud horses. No, <clears throat> jacks are, uh, jacks are very finicky. And, uh, you know, I've heard, I've heard what I would consider hor horror stories about a jack taking an hour or two to, to breed, to breed a mare. And I'm like, oh my God, I, there's no way I can do that. And, uh. But, you know, I, 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 I'll try to keep this, like you said, a, a family show. But, you know, our, <laughs> I, the one thing that's it's kind of spoiled me is that our old Jack, Tomahawk, he's, I tell people that he's kind of a rapist. If I, if I take a mare in there, we put her in the, in the stall, in the breeding chute, he comes out and he's ready. As soon as he looks around the door and he sees her, he's ready to, to, go, to go get her bread. Noisy, which is a full brother to him, he's more of a dinner and movie kind of jack they've, they've got to <laughs> get to know her a little bit yeah huh? exactly he has to go in there and there can't be any you, know, you can't you can't uh, snort at him you can't no kick at him yeah, and so he's but i guess one of the the key things that people don't understand is that just because you got a mare in heat and uh doesn't mean that your jack's always going to be ready you know you go in there and get one that you know your vet says hey I, I, we checked her today she's sitting on a 40 follicle and you think oh my god i got to get a bread before before dark tonight and then you can take your jack in there and he doesn't want to he's not interested so <laughs> there's you know, there's a few little tricks that we've learned over the years that you can do to kind of get them in the right mindset but it's not uh it's absolutely not the not the easiest thing one of the one of the biggest uh problems is it's just teresa and i do you know breeding these mares and we both work full-time so when we get in from work we Sometimes we may have two or three mares to breed in one day. So we may breed one at, you know, maybe five o'clock in the evening. We may go back down and breed one about 10 and maybe get up at two or breed one then, you know, just trying to get them all covered and not work your jacks to death. But one of the biggest problems that we we have is that people bring in uh, mares and, and say, oh, she's she's so you shouldn't have any problem. There's, you know, she's we've had her most of her life and is like that's that's all cool but 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 if they never been around a jack or they never been heard a jack it doesn't always go as easy as planned i mean it's there's there's a you, you can get hurt very easily and uh but uh, teresa's uh teresa's my helper and uh, way more than that so uh 
I depend on her a lot and she, she hangs in there with me, but there's been times that her and I both wanted to leave the barn just because <laughs> things were going south in a hurry. You know? It's it's work. Teresa, do you got any, any stories about helping old Donnie out there that you'd like to share? Any? Oh, nothing in particular really comes to mind, except I know when it was my, our, our very first time to go out there and get one bread is because I want everyone to know that I am not a country girl. I was not raised in the country. I was born in California. My parents never had a horse, a mule. We never had a cow or anything else. So to be honest with you, I'm intimidated by them, especially <coughs> a big mare. Mm -hmm. So when I first went out to the barn and Donnie told me, okay, now we're going to have to twitch her because she's not wanting to cooperate. I thought I was going to have a heart attack <laughs> because, you know, you get scared, but you don't want to show it, you know, and I, I try to be tough for Donnie, you know, to, to do things. And I admit there's times that he's actually had to throw me in front of a horse because I want to stand to the side out of her way in case she decides to. Well, I would know, say throw you in front of a horse, but <laughs> maybe, maybe show you a better place to be. Yeah. Safer so, place to be. I mean, there's a few times that, you know, we've had mares that um, they go a little ballistic on you sometimes. And I've gotten the twitch, you know, throw it out of my hand. It goes flying across the barn and, you know, and I hadn't, cause your hands are so sweaty because you're, you're nervous, but I think through the years I've learned how to handle that part and it's gotten, you know, way easier. And, um, I really can't say, I mean, we've had a couple of train wrecks for sure with these mares. More than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I do. I do have a, I do have a quick story that it's kind of funny, just funny to me. We had a mare that had a colt. And, uh, we, uh, it was, I, I think it was one of our, one of our mares and she, uh, she hated, she hated the Jacks, both of them, mm -hmm. but we, but we, so it was our grand, our grandkids that came out that night to stay all night with us. And so I told Teresa, it was about, it was pretty hot that day. So we waited till it cooled off that evening. I told Teresa, I said, man, we got to go get that mare bread for sure this evening. So we took our grandkids down with us. They were maybe three and four years old. And her, so I told him, I said, Hey, you guys come over here and sit in this wheelbarrow while we get this mare bread. And so they were sitting over there and boy, all of a sudden, <clears throat> like Teresa said, to use the word, everything just went ballistic. I mean, it, the, the colt was, the colt had, he had his feet up over the colt pen and the mare was going kind of nutty. And we finally, we were both scrambling, trying to, Teresa was scrambling, trying to get the colt back down so he wouldn't get hurt. And I was trying to get the, the, the mare was bucking and kicking and Tomahawk was trying to get his part done. And it just finally, I guess there was a lot of stuff going on and my, we got done. And my granddaughter said, after we got finished, she goes, I think you guys, uh, you guys need some, I know uh, you guys have some anger issues and maybe <laughs> you need to get some anger, anger management. She's four years old. So it made me realize, Hey, oh, you know no. what? Maybe, maybe, hey. get, maybe it gets more crazy in there. What I think it does. Yeah. But anyways, uh, it would probably wouldn't get too bad. Hi, if Donnie, Donnie gets excited, as in stressed. <laughs> and when he gets that way, then everything else gets that way. Well, you you got to you got to you know when people are paying you, you got a job to do, so you're yeah. trying to get that job done and and try to get it done in in a fashion that nobody gets hurt, right. including us, the mayors, and you know whatever. So so we try to get it done, and sometimes I'll admit, sometimes I. I'm a, I'm a redhead, so maybe I do get a little high strung and stuff. <laughs> but it, it is work, and, and the people that uh, bring their mares to you. See, breeding your own mares is different than breeding an outsider because yeah, you, 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 it's all about time, yeah. really. Right, time, it is. Time is the, is, yeah. is the big deal there. You know, yeah. um, it, and the thing that's real challenging for you, I know you, with your clients, when you breed outside mares, you guarantee life foals. Yeah, we do. And you've told me stories about people that have had to come back a year or two you know, the mares weren't taken and that's a lot of work because you invest a lot of hours into getting that mare bred. It, it is not 
Uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how much time it does take you to get a mare bred. Yeah, it is very time consuming. And, and, you know, you have to understand a little bit about the breeding process itself that, you know, when a mare comes in, in, in heat, they're usually in this for seven days on a normal heat cycle. So, so unless you're using a vet and he can actually tell you when she's fixing to ovulate, well, you're breeding every other day for, you, you could possibly breed up to four times. And you know, we breed it, we, we breed every, every other day. And that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that I try to tell people, especially nowadays, is that you guys help us out so much if you take your mares and it saves you money also. If you take your mares before you, before you bring them, get them checked, get them ultrasounded, make sure that they're breedable, make sure that they don't have a cyst or an infection. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's money well spent because if you, if you guys that bring the mares outside of mares, if you don't do it, then that means I have to. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you know, you have to consider that you're paying, uh, you're paying for Medicare per day and plus the breeding fee. So every day that if I have to get my vet out and the vet says, Oh, she's got an infection, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, eight more days till we get this infection going. Well, that's money that you're spending that you could have done, take, already got it taken care of, you know, it probably cheaper than what, when I get my vet out there. So that's oh, yeah. one of the things that we try to encourage people to do to make sure your mare is breedable, that she'll, you'll conceive. And, and, you know, and, and people that are people that there's, there's, there's several things that you need to do is once you get a mare bred, we do have a live full guarantee, but we, you know, you need, there's some vaccinations that you need to give your mare. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's things that we recommend and, and hope that people will do. To, what are some of those, Donnie? Well, we like for them to get, you know, we like for them to go out and get, you know, get the mare and get a rhino a vaccine, vaccine for them. And, and uh, you know, that's one, that's one of the things that they, our vets recommend now that you give it to them at three months, five months, seven months, and nine months during the pregnancy. Because you, one of the worst things you can do is, is for an individual, for me or anybody else is you have, if you have a mare that's bred and you, uh, you know, she's carried a foal for five months and all of a sudden you realize that, Hey, she's, she's, she's aborted it. Mm -hmm. It's disheartening because you've, you yeah. know, you basically, you've lost a year on that baby. Now you're back to breeding her again. And, yeah. and uh, so, so I guess one of the, and one of the other things too, is that it, sometimes it helps if you just do a little homework on, on horses in general, that we have a lot of people who bring older mares that are, when I say older mares, I'm talking like 16 to, Eight, you know, 16, 18, 19, maybe even 15 years old or younger mm -hmm. that are maiden mares. Sometimes those maiden mares, by the time they get up 15 years old, it's very hard to get them in foal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one of the hardest things to do. You know, we, we will, we'll get a few of them being, but, but a lot of times, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to spend the money to, to, you know, you got a bit, you got a 30 or 35 year investment. If you, when you get your mare bred and you get this baby on the ground, so bring, bring a quality mare a mare that's breedable and, it, and it's, you know, she's going to, she's going to make you something that you're going to be happy to live with for the next 30 or 35 years. Oh yeah. Well, that's a lot of great advice. You know, Donnie, we've been talking about the whole breeding program, choosing the mares, choosing the jacks and uh, the breeding process there. Um, let's talk about when these foals are born. Um, when you get a mule baby on the ground, what, what are you and Teresa doing with these, these babies um, between the time they're born and when your clients pick them up? Because the cool thing about rocking on mules uh, is you guys are, I mean, you're, you're two years sold out of yep. your, your mares. And some of these mares longer. Yep. It's amazing. Sure. Uh, I know Sky has things lined out for the next couple of years uh, for, for our foals coming up from you, you know, and, and most of your foals are like that. They're sold long before they're even around here so tell me uh though about uh that process when the when the full hits the ground to when the client picks them up yeah we 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 have a you know we don't take any any deposits on our mares uh simply for one reason i want people to be happy with what they're getting so when you pick out a mare when you call us and, and uh you you want a colt from us i tell you hey look at my website you know rockinonmules.com and uh pick out a mare Pick out a mare that you like, the bloodlines and what have you, and, and I'll let you know whether that mare is spoken for or not. But and and I don't take any money down because when you when that colt's born, I'll I will call you, send you a picture, tell you what sex it is, you know what color, and so at that point, you you have an option of saying, well, I I really wanted a Molly and and that one's a John, and it's it's not a problem. 
So I said, okay, well, I'll find somebody else that, that, that'll want it. Which is not hard. <laughs> no, which usually we have. That's, you got, that's exactly you got right. a waiting yeah. list. Usually we have people waiting for one. And so, uh, but, you know, uh, some people have an extensive uh, imprinting program and, and uh, we really don't. I, I think sometimes uh, I, I've kind of learned this through dealing with uh, some of our clients and stuff, but sometimes you can, uh, you can imprint one so, so much too much, yeah. too much yeah. that they become, they have no feel. And I, 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 mm-hmm. I was talking to a, to a guy in California a few years ago that he had bought a Colt from me or was buying a Colt from me. And I was telling him, Oh, this thing's so gentle. You can touch it anywhere. And he goes, wait, he was a, he was a working cow horse guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, hang on a minute. What do you mean? Said, well, man, he's just gentle. You can have, it's imprinted. You can touch it anywhere. And he goes, well, you kind of, you kind of lost your cell. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't want anything that's dull. He signed me something that has some feel. And so I, after that, I got to, I got to think about it. And I said, sure enough, you know, you do get them where they, where they don't have the feel that you really need to be able mm, to train one. Absolutely. You know, you, know, you can, you can, you can still get them there, but, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, I guess, you know, people always say, Oh, a horse can feel a fly land on his back, but you can get them so desensitized. Sometimes sometimes it might take a bumblebee to get that same feel, you know? So, so that's one thing I, we, we, I, I want them to be imprinted just a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I mean, for the first day, I, I feel like that, uh, I don't go out there every day and imprint them. I want them to be willing partners and over, over the period of the four months or so that they're on their mamas, their mamas are up around so much that we, you know, you're able to touch them and, and play with them. And there's certain ones that just, they, you know, some are different. They're all have their own personalities, but uh, you can, you can get a lot done just by walking out in the pasture and just playing with them. And just like your mule today, rain, I haven't, uh, I haven't done, uh, hardly much with her at all. She just, she was, I just kind of let her be a mule. And, and, uh, if you're around, uh, if you're around mares very much, you'll, you'll understand real quick that they learn way more from their mama than they do from me. And so that's kind of what we let them do. We, and, and as they get, but as they, as they come along, you know, we're in the first couple of months, we do certain things. I, I like to get them up and, and uh, use the clippers on them, roach their mane, you know, clip their ears, just get them used to little things that, that you can get done easily in the first couple of weeks. And then compared to, uh, you know, sometimes you start trying to work on one that's four, four or five months old, they can be a handful so get all the stuff that you can want to do. Get them where they can pick their feet up and and mess with them. I I, I do take a flag and you know, and I'll flag around their legs. Just get them desensitized around their legs a little bit. But I don't overly I don't overly uh, imprint them. That's great. What you just said about um, leaving a little feel in there. You know, I like my mules. Um, I like my mules gentle, but you know, I, I can't tell you how tickled I am the way this little mule I just picked up here operates because you know that everything is fresh everything is fresh and people can definitely overdo it the babies they think they're so cute and cuddly yeah. and they get to mauling all over them and then and then it's <coughs> like some of these mules that come to a lot of these clinics um the folks don't realize what they've kind of created yep. and they're getting run over. Yep. They're exactly. getting drug around. Um, they, and it started way back when they were, they were youngsters. Right. And, um, you know, so, uh, that's really important right there. That's, that's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, you see, I've seen people before when they'd have, you know, they'd have cults and stuff and rear up on them and they, Oh, look, it's trying to put its arms, put its legs around me and stuff. And I'm like, no, Hey, man. wait till it. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait till the thing gets about 700 pounds yep. and it'll knock you out, you know, if not kill you. Yeah. So, so, you know, we try to teach them to be respectful, but then again, you know, you want them to be, uh, want them to be friendly and, and, and they need to know what their space is. And, and, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good time in their life to just like a kid there's, you can teach a kid so much in the first few years of life mm-hmm. and the same thing with a mule first few weeks or months with a mule. Especially. Well, and, and you said it all as well when you talked about your mares you know you, you're not out there every day rubbing all over all these babies and getting them just you know totally totally right. dull uh, but you do handle your mares every day you feed yep. they're around they're there they're they're 
they're by you. They come up. All your mares are friendly. They all come up to visit you. It was impressive today when we pull up to the pasture and you just hollered and all them mares come running to you. That that tells me a lot about you as a human being. And uh, that's pretty neat. Um, I want to move into some of these. Some of these these foals are they're grown up and you know we, we talked a little bit about that high seller you had at jake clark's back in 2016 and um you know what what else some of your foals gone on to do i mean i i see them around um a lot of them come to my clinics now and again and uh well let me ask you this do you have do you have a favorite foal out there that you've that you've raised you know I, I guess I can say that I, uh, this'll, this'll tie in with you, Ty. I have a, I have a cult that's, uh, uh, a full, well, she's a, I guess a three quarter sister to your, uh, Dally cult. And, uh, I knew when I, I knew when I let that cult leave the place at a wheeling that I messed up. And uh, so I waited, uh, I tried to buy her back a couple times and, and, uh, I finally got her back, uh, uh, last year late fall about this time last year and and uh so i i bought her back she's now my personal mule and uh she's a four-year-old and uh you just you know i've i've told people this before and i kind of mentioned it to you today that cult that you got today i'd love to keep that cult in my house that's uh that's <laughs> yeah. you know you you, you know you'll oh, have yeah. you'll have good ones all the time, mm-hmm. but every now and then you'll have one that's pretty exceptional. Oh yeah. And uh this one this one here will be is is, is the exception. I mean I think she's mm-hmm. I think she's pretty fancy. She's got a good look about her, but more importantly to me, she's got the mind that that you know if I'd have been if I would have been working with her every day for the last 30 days and she kinda you know was the way she was today, I think, well okay I done a good job. But I literally today was the second time she ever had a halter on. She had never been loaded in a trailer uh and she's just you know when you guys walked in today with the the girls she was standing there tied and she didn't sit back and roll her eyes back she just calm and gentle mm-hmm. and, and it, so that's uh that's important to me oh yeah yeah that's great well i'm looking forward to all these these animals i've all these foals i bought from you you know i've bought seven from you now right man i got work to do donnie hey man <laughs> i'm a uh, buck yeah um, you'll uh I'm, I'm, I'm tickled to death is that you and, uh, Sky have chosen me and Teresa to buy some colts from. There's lots of excellent breeders out there and you guys have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of choices to choose from. And, and, uh, but you know, and, and I'll, I, I'm not just saying this for Teresa and I, this is for every breeder that's, uh, breeding, uh, mules or horses or donkeys. We work hard for you guys. You, you know, you yeah, guys, yeah. you guys sometimes may just see the, see just the, you know, the, the finished product of that colt leading out of the barn, but man, there's a lots and lots of work goes into it. The, oh, the, the 12 months prior to that, you know? Yep. So, well, it's probably tough seeing them leave the barn and you're not, not really knowing how things are going to end up, you know? Um, <coughs> but it's uh it's probably a fun journey. Uh, you keep up with, it amazes me how you keep up with these foals. I mean, uh, you know, all of all seven of my, by name, I can tell you, you know this one or that one you know exactly which one i'm talking about and uh not just mine i mean we'll talk about other mules that come to the clinic like oh yeah 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 how's that mule doing how's this doing and and that's that says a lot about you too and, yeah, and you care about uh, the future of those mules i do you know I, I i tell people all the time it's a it's a passion of mine mm-hmm. i love i love messing with them i can't uh i can't tell uh I usually don't remember what I had for dinner last night, but I can tell you where a mule went. Yep. Somebody asked me. Yeah. But uh, and uh, you know, like I said, we're trying to keep this a family, family uh, talk show. But uh, you know, Teresa always told me over the years that the reason I, I uh, get along so good with him because I'm, I'm part, and I'm going to say Jack Donkey, but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. If so. you know his greeting on his phone. If you're talking to the head jack you yeah. guys don't know how much yeah. so, so we, uh, i tease him all the time about it though. we enjoy it Teresa and i she's <laughs> she's uh we do have for like everybody else you have perfect days and you have so not oh, perfect yeah. days but we enjoy it or i uh i don't think i'd be doing it so it's uh it's something that i hope i can continue to do for quite a while well speaking of that what is what is the future look like for rocking on mules what's uh 
Where's this headed? You know, we're, uh, you know, uh, you, we, we talked about Mark shrimp a little bit. Mark, I bought my first two, two mares off of Mark and, and, uh, Mark told me one thing that I still remember to this very day. He said, Hey, when you get ready to, when you get ready to buy a new mare, he said, try to buy something better than what you have. Try to keep upgrading your breeding, breeding program. And that's what we've, Teresa and I have tried to do. I mean, we went halfway across the country to mm-hmm. buy, to buy mares and, and uh, sometimes you get there and you're 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 not as excited as you was when you left because some things maybe been a little bit misrepresented but uh but we you know we that's our, that's our goal right now is to try to improve our breeding program and we have a we have a really nice little texas scooter jenny and she's bred uh, noisy and we're hoping for a, a young jack colt and if and, you get, and if you get a jenny yeah if we get a jenny it's it'll probably be so yeah, yeah it might be it's well, I'd say this. Uh, Sky, I think it, Sky has tried to claim it. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. Day. So, so uh, it's you know we 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 try to keep improving all the time and with our jacks and and with our mares. So it's something that's uh, it's it's an ongoing process. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> as long as people uh, people want to want to buy them and and uh, we're gonna Teresa and I. Well, I can't speak for her, but. I know I'm going to continue to keep trying to do better and make better mules. Oh yeah. Well, your, your breeding program is second to none. Uh, you guys do amazing work. Um, I look forward to all the future foals and, and all the, the, the colts I bought from you. I mean, they're coming into age now. I got Dally and Hannah. They're coming for next spring. Um, they'll be going with me full time, likely next year. And, and uh, just turn out great. And then the others are coming up. We'll be starting them. You know, I'll be starting Hulahan right. this year as a three-year-old. I like to start them as threes. Yeah. That's what I prefer. And anyways, so I can't wait. But uh, uh, I know you guys got to get going. You got some plans with some grandkids tonight. We do. So, We're going to try to go talk meals with them maybe a little bit. Who knows? I would like <laughs> to say something, though, Ty. Yes, ma'am. You know, um, when it comes to the mules and after after they leave our house we don't know how they turn out until we catch up with them a few years later i just want to commend and thank all the people that do have those mules what a great job they're doing with them and they're 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 beautiful it it just amazes me when i see some of them and see how they've grown and matured and and what they can do and we appreciate that oh yeah that's great well i appreciate both of you for uh being willing donnie was sweating bullets when i asked him to be on the podcast he didn't know what i was talking about he thought i'd be filming him and then he cried a little bit and stressed a little bit <laughs> Teresa said i like to call up. it i like to call it whimpering but <laughs> <laughs> no but i appreciate you it wasn't so bad was it donnie no it was, it was not so bad, bad at all it gets you talking meals and you just yeah. go yeah, it's so. uh. I mean, I I hate the fact you had handcuffed me to your trailer to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, both of you. Thank hey, you. thank you. It's very it grateful. So interesting talking we about it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Uh, until next time, God bless you, and we'll see you down the road.